0: So judgment, judgment steals it. You know, Amen. Who else? Anybody else think anything else about happiness? Yeah. Well, being healthy makes me happy. Good health? <laughs> yeah. I've been ill so much. Uh, it steals my joy. unable uh, to do things well. i unable to... Particularly when you're coming right out of a bump in the road with your health, oh, yeah. all of a sudden that... It puts it higher up on the radar, doesn't it? So easy, uh, I know for me, with a lot of things, to, to take it for granted, you know, uh, until, until something pops and you're like, oh, whoa, maybe I shouldn't take that for granted. What's your name, young lady? Go ahead. <laughs> That's my daughter. <laughs> Because of the weather or because your parents are? <laughs> for any reason. Yeah, likes to be outside. So um, I looked up into, um, I didn't actually pull it off the shelf. I have a Webster, but does anybody use a real dictionary anymore or you just go online? Yeah, I went online. Uh, so I pulled D.L. Webster out, the online version, and uh, looked up Happy. Um, I thought we might get into the, the conversation a little bit about, uh, you know, I've heard people talk about the difference between happiness and joy, and that there's a separation there. Uh, so sometimes that brings about some interesting conversation. Nobody really mentioned that, so I'll mention it, um, but that's not where I'm going tonight. Is really to, to Split hairs between joy and, and happiness. But let me read you what uh, what the dictionary had to say. It says, happy, characterized by pleasure, contentment, or joy. So by the dictionary standard, happiness, joy, contentment, it's all in the same. And so I thought that was interesting. Um, that's kind of the road I'm going to travel down tonight. And uh, And you guys said it. Uh, I had just a couple notes here that to frame up this discussion is the fact that what I believe is happiness is a state of mind, uh, and you guys have already stated that. It, it's a choice. Um, it's a um, byproduct, if you will. Um, I wrote that happiness is always a byproduct of something else, so that's something else. As Brandy stated, it can be our attitude. Um, a lot of things are going to come our way in life, and... Uh, you know as particularly as believers, uh, we read a lot about God telling us to be joyful and uh, so the question is how do we how do we do that, how do we protect against that when when life happens and and things come uh, crashing in on us uh, because there's just, to be honest, a lot of things that we deal with that uh, on first uh, thought and at first. Uh, reaction. is not real happy. And uh, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I wanted to read um, what Solomon had to say about what is not happiness. And uh, we're going to do a little Bible drill tonight. Uh, we'll be flipping around everywhere. So I'm actually going to do it out of the real thing and not off the screen. Uh, so that'll give you a chance to, uh, to dig around with me and flip back and forth. Uh, I'm going to read first out of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, chapter 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 3 through 11. It says, uh, I searched in my... This is uh, King Solomon. The wisest of the wise. It says, I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine while guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven, all the days of their lives. I made my works great. I built myself houses, planted myself vineyards, made myself gardens and orchids, orchards. And I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants, had servants born in my house had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver, gold, special treasures of kings and of the provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the sons of men, musical instruments, and of all good. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure For my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my reward. From all my labor, then I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor in which I had toiled. And indeed, all was vanity, and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. So, a lot of things he did there, a lot of things he had, possessions, uh, friends, servants, and uh, property, and he says... All was vanity. And so I wanted to, uh, the other thing I sent out to you to look at was um, a couple of verses in the New Testament, John 15, 5, and um, also in um, Galatians. That was a test. I was seeing if anybody was, was with me there. Galatians 5. And um, so I'm going to flip over here. Let's go to John Chapter fifteen, five. John fifteen, starting uh, verse one. I'm going to read one through eight. I'm the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. Uh, this is in lead re- uh, red. Red letters, so uh, just to make sure we know who's speaking this here. Red letters, that's Jesus. Red letters. I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather out as a branch. uh, I'm sorry, and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so, you will be my disciples. So, I'm going to flip over to, to Galatians real quick, and uh, Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read something to tie uh, this together. <coughs> then, I'm going to give you a, uh, a list of how we abide in Him. We'll go to Galatians 5. I'm going to read verse uh, 22 through 26. Galatians 5, 22 through 26. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Yours may say patient. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. Those who are Christ." have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And the part I want to focus on here where I'll take off from uh, for the rest of the time is 24 and 25, it says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, If we live in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, in talking about happiness tonight, um, I'm going to shift it on you just a little bit. And, like I said, I wanted to give you a list of how we abide in Him. Because in John 15, 5 that we just read, He says, Abide in Him and we'll produce fruit. And then over here in Galatians it tells us what the fruit is peace, patience, kindness goodness, faithfulness gentleness, self-control it says if we are his we've crucified the flesh and if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit so you got your notebook and pencil out abiding in him number one believe you are who he says you are. Everybody get that one? Believe you are who he says you are. Number two Rest. Rest. Got it. Number three. C, number one. And number two. <laughs> How about that? You ready for a longer, do you, do you like have like a legal pad out? You ready for a longer list? Abiding in him. If we believe he is who he says he is, then we have to believe we are who he says we are. And if we can begin to live out of that, then I think um, by what it says in Scripture, we begin to crucify the flesh, and we begin to um, walk in the Spirit. And I think when we begin to do those things, that happiness, contentment, and joy is near. All the time. Can't push it away. Nobody can come grab it. Nobody can steal it. No situation can overcome it. Maybe for the moment, but it's not far away. It can't be pushed out. And I think when we, as Solomon does, which we all do, when we get on this chase for the stuff of the world, and our happiness begins to come in those things, it's a broken record and it's a rat race, it's a carousel, and it's faster and faster and faster, no rest in that, no rest in that. And um, so what I wanted to do tonight is give you a list, but it's a list of maybe some things we can think about, some things we can do to help one another, Uh, because I wish it was a hostile takeover. I wish it was a hostile takeover by the Spirit, but we've kind of all figured out by this point that following the Spirit is a process. And uh, thank God that He sent the Counselor, the Spirit, to to guide us, and then He sends one another uh, to help us along the way. So I want to give us a list that we can all keep in mind that we can help encourage one another along the way that maybe by the time we come back next Saturday, and maybe, it's not maybe, because as we know as we live life together, we see it. We see each other. We begin to witness it. We've seen it. <coughs> seen people testify to it. Our we walk in the spirit. We see people walk in the spirit, and and um, we're protecting our contentment and joy. So let me give you a couple. Um, we'll go through some verses here. Uh, just a couple things. Um, let's start in Psalm 34:14. This will be a longer list. But I'm glad that first list was short. But I need you guys to remind me how short it is occasionally. So if you would, keep those notes with you. And uh, if I look like I'm not not happy, not got any joy. Would you just remind me um, what we talked about? All right, Psalm 34.4. I'm sorry, 34.14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Easy enough. Easy enough. I'm going to shorten it. Do good. Not good deeds, just do the right thing. Do good. Um, it's tax time. Everybody doing the right thing? How many times we not do the right thing, doesn't matter if it's tack time, somebody, somebody drops a buck, put it in your pocket. How much tension does that bring about? Maybe not in the moment, but maybe tomorrow, maybe later. Tension, Just we just invite it in. So, number one, do good. Proverbs 25, 28. Proverbs 25, 28. This is the point where I hope all my scripture references match up. That's kind of, it's one of those silent pregnant pauses when you realize that that number is not right. Um, this one is though, so we're good. We're two for two right now. Uh, Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-eight: <laughs> be in control. Scripture says, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. So, not be in control of everything around you. That's not what I'm saying. Be in control of you. Be in control. And so, I think about Job. You guys read the story of Job? Man, pop ass, who's got it going good? I was one of those who didn't raise my hand, by the way. I was just, he know, it's stuff like that, though. You're just not going to get away with it. Um, not going to get by with it. Uh, but uh, everybody's doing good. Who's not doing so well? Who's just doing bad? Our brother, Job. You guys familiar with that story? Job? He got some stuff going on. <laughs> Mildly, yeah. Man, Job. I just think that when I'm being in control, I'm thinking Job wasn't in control of nothing that was going on. His friends are turning on him. His wife's turning on him. God's having conversation with Satan, turning, turning him loose on him. I mean, it, it's, that's it. When you think the, towing, the going's gotten, gotten rough, just break Job out and read it. And make, you'll feel better instantly. But Job was in control of himself the entire way. Wow. Wow. So, I know we need to help each other with that one, be in control, but um, again, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Um, we don't have to go searching for it. It's, it's abiding in us when we abide in him. We've got to figure out how to, how to yield to those other things and let the Spirit uh, come in. Uh, Philippians 4 8. Philippians 4 8. Skipping over to the New Testament. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, is there? if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So Brandy hit this one right from the beginning. Think about the positive. Um, I downloaded it because I was kind of... Uh, I didn't, want, I didn't want to go in Lifeway and come out with thousands, Thousand Gifts. <laughs> you, you guys know that book? It was Ann Voskamp, Thousand Gifts. It's in the women's section. <laughs> <laughs> that is. So I didn't go in there and got it, but, but I'd heard a lot of people talking about it, so I downloaded it. It was a lot cooler. I downloaded listened to it, but Thousand Gifts, uh, Point is, attitude of, it's an exercise of having an attitude of gratitude. But what if we just started each day with one? One thing we're grateful for to start the day with. One thing. Like it says here, and just meditate on that thing throughout the day. That fight off some stuff. Because it's coming. Whatever. It's coming before you even get out the bedroom, maybe. Um... before, before you get out the house, before you get out the neighborhood, it's coming. But it can't get in if you're uh, pursuing, pursuing an attitude of, of gratitude. Uh, Ephesians 4.28. Ephesians 4.28. I told you we were going to do a, Bible, a little Bible drill. We are responsible for our actions, our reactions to actions. If I get that right? It's March Madness, so I, that comment makes me think about March Madness because it makes me think about 30-second timeouts. Like if you watch any basketball games, the coaches they only get so many, right? But it's a good gift for me to give you tonight. Have as many as you want. Unlimited 30-second timeouts, but. You have to pause before you react, right? So use a use timeout. Thanks, Brandy. That's a good one. Where was I going? Ephesians? Yeah. Here we go. Ephesians 4 20 says. Let him who stole, steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. So it's the second half of that verse that I wanted to focus on, but giving to those that have need. We did that last week. Help others. And we already asked and talked about that, but just because we're here at this point. Who said they had a good time? Last night and enjoy, um, last Saturday, and enjoyed that process. Yeah, if you were a part of it, it was enjoyable. Uh, rather stretching, rather stretching. It's not every day you do that, um, but man, what a what a joyful exercise. And uh, I don't know. Had, uh, as far as between last Saturday and this Saturday, anybody got to deliver, actually carry out that? I didn't plan on asking this question, but did anybody get to 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 deliver anything? Catherine, how'd that go? Fun. Got a hug. <laughs> Isn't that, what a great message. Because when you help others, it usually comes back. I was on the receiving. You got a, on the receiver? Get some encouragement. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Thanks. That's good stuff. All right let's go to uh, Colossians 3.13 I could have wrote all these out on my notes but I didn't want to make y'all work and me may not do it plus it gives me a chance to get a drink Colossians 3:13 says Bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as Christ forgave you so you must also do so you must also do practice forgiveness practice forgiveness Three more, and to be honest, I did say the best for last. These three are the whole foundation. If we don't do these three, the rest of it's not doable. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 13, and the end of that chapter, that's the love chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. It says, And now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. And um, as we talked last week, Um, I flashed some currency around uh, just a little bit that I had in my pocket and uh, kinda made a point to talk about that 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 was the currency we were using for our exercise last week um, because in this world that we live in it takes care of physical needs that we have but there's two sides to this needs that we have as humans it's physical and it's emotional spiritual and What I wanted to remind us last week and always us keep in mind that that the real currency is not the dollars, but the real currency is love. The real currency is love. And I think, um, for me, as I think about these three, man, it's really hard to separate faith, hope, love. But Paul says love's the greatest. When I think about how love is defined, and I go by God's definition, he says, God is love. So that's good enough for me. But if God is love, then that makes sense to me why it's the greatest. He moves first. Without God moving and loving, we have no capacity to do that. No capacity. It's all God. So God is love. So 1 Corinthians 13.8 says, love never fails. (laughs) Never. I'm a Blue Raider fan. (laughs) If you tell me next football season, right now, Blue Raiders could go undefeated, I'm taking it, obviously. I'm taking it. What about two seasons in a row? I got a deal for you. Blue Raiders, two seasons in a row, undefeated. I'm in. Sign me up. Three seasons. My last season, if you didn't know this, if you really knew me, I played football at MTSU. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Oh my goodness, what? That's crazy. Uh, what if the Blue Raiders had been undefeated the last 20 years? That's crazy. Never. Love never fails. Never. Sit on that one for just one second. Never. 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 Do we get to see it all the time? We talk about love as the currency we meet needs. Do we get to see that every time? No. What we see sometimes... Looks horrendous. It doesn't look like it's working out too well. Trust, rest, abide. If he called you to move and you moved, never. It's never going to fail. You may not get to see it. I'm sorry for that. But you get to talk to him about it at some point. And that's going to be cool. Love never fails. All right, Romans 5 5. Romans 5, five. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope does not disappoint. So love's the currency and hope is the promise. That encourages us. That's why it's called hope. But it's not a future hope only. There is future hope. New bodies, golden streets. That's going to be sweet. A room that's crafted each each of us. I didn't think about that. Um, I guess we'll just be down the hall from one another. That's going to be a big place. But he's got a room for each of us that he's prepared. That's sweet. But today, new life today. Flesh crucified when Christ was crucified. Raised to new life. And we're going to celebrate that just in a few weeks. When the tomb was empty. New life today. No waiting it's Express Checkout. Go right to the front. Fast Pass. Today. It doesn't get any better. But that's the hope. That's the hope. That's the belief that motivates us to do anything. If we're not on that, if that's not the focus, if that is not the gasoline, then we're off track. That's it. Hope. Today. Today. All right, Matthew fourteen twenty nine. Any, got room on your paper? How much room you got? One more line? Got room for one more? This is the last one. So with that, I'm going to ask, uh, ask our awesome worship team to start to, uh, start to start to gather. Is everybody back? Yeah, everybody's here. Worship team's going to start coming up. Um, I'll bring your mic up just in a second. it. Alright, so Matthew fourteen twenty nine. Hey, so I don't have to hold the mic in the Bible. Can I get a volunteer on that one? Matthew fourteen twenty-nine. What? You up there? Sure. All right. Tell them who you are there, buddy. I'm Joseph Jordan. Hi. Fourteen twenty nine. At at that time, all right. Uh, Let's we'll start in twenty eight. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, Lord, if it is you, command me to come, come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Thank you, man. Joseph. He did what? And he walked on the water? He walked on the water? (laughs) Woo! That's what I'm talking about. He walked on the water. Jesus gave him the invitation. Did Peter do it right all the time? pass all the tests when he got out of the boat. He walked on the water. I don't know what that looked like, but when he started singing, he was abiding. He just put out his hand. Guess who was there? He didn't sing. So they're gonna sing. And he's gonna come up and share. We're gonna we're gonna do communion together. Just want to share this one last thing, Spirit. Lead me where my trust is without borders, let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of our Savior. Awesome! So, He's inviting you. Because he didn't send the Spirit to do nothing. He's inviting you out of the boat. I don't know what that boat is. Doesn't matter. There's an invitation there. If you can take that step, he's with you. this is Nanny. She's going to lead us into communion tonight. Thank you, guys.